The Pinball Network is online. Launching Free Play Pinball Podcast. Coming at you out of Jacksonville, Florida and St. Charles, Illinois is the Free Play Pinball Podcast. Here are hosts, Amanda Hamilton and Bill Webb. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode four of Free Play Pinball Podcast. I am super excited because on episode four, we're going to try something a little bit new. I am joined by my awesome, amazing, he pays me to say all this, co-host Bill Webb. But we're going to do it. Thank you. No, it's not. But we're going to try a new pilot today called Positively Pinball because, frankly, I'm tired of hearing about people whining. And one of my favorite people to listen to when I am wanting to think positive in pinball is Mr. Dwight Sullivan. Ladies and gentlemen, we have him with us tonight. Dwight, thank you so, so much for coming on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. So you have been in pinball for... A couple of years. A couple. A couple. A couple of of decades or more. So you started when you were eight, is what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. You've been around this for a long time. What do you think? I'm going to jump right in with the interview questions and then we'll have some fun. What do you think is the biggest push that got you into this? Oh, I know. Um, So I was was into pinball when I was a kid and then in a teenager – um, but then it wasn't until my friends and I could drive that we could go to the arcades, and that's when I discovered um, high-speed pinball. High-speed pinball is the game that made me go, wow, pinball is much cooler than video games. And this is in the 80s. This is in the boom of the 80s. There are a 1,000 video games behind me and six pinball machines in front of me, and the pinball machines won all my time. So that's pretty awesome because I am a child of the 80s, and I remember Nintendo, and I remember like just having my mind blown when the 16-bit Sega came out. I still, to this day, feel that Mario cheats because he does. <laughs> um, and my six-year-old can kick my butt on Mario Kart, but that's not for this discussion. I remember playing pinball, but I don't remember the names of the games that I played. So I'm just, I'm always fascinated that it resonated so much because I'm not a big video gamer either. I'm always fascinated when it resonates so much with somebody that, I mean, you literally took something that you rode your bike to go do for fun and turned it into a career and you've rocked it. And I've rocked it, baby. Oh yeah, that's right. Rocked it. Dwight. Yeah? One other thing if you could throw in here, if you don't mind, is I love the story of how you actually found your job in pinball. Do you mind touching on that? Just no, uh, not at to, all. To give a little. So I'm in college. It's 1989, and um, is that what it is? God, that seems so long ago. Okay, so last year was 2003. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 1989, and I'm in college, and I get you know, and and the counselor, you know, so I'm about to graduate, and the counselor is sending me on. You know, on 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 interviews and job fairs and stuff, and I'm I'm dressing up in my suit and I'm grabbing my my resume and I go out to fairs and so forth and and I accidentally went to this one job fair that um, wasn't meant for entry level people. Like I went to the wrong date. I went to the Thursday instead of Friday or something. And I'm still you know to this day I'm blaming the counselor. It's not my fault. <laughs> so so I get there and clearly everyone I'm talking to. You know, doesn't want an entry level person. Doesn't want somebody just out of high school, out of college. They want you know somebody with some experience behind them. And I finally, I talked to this one lady who's very very nice. She's like, she's like, yeah, no, we're really looking for somebody who has like five years experience. But it's you know, but I'm gonna give you this phone number of Ed Sahaki, who 
is often looking for people and call him up and you know maybe he wants you know maybe you can you know go work for him so i call up Ed Sahaki, who's working for williams you know williams valley pinball at the time and and i tell him my whole story and i go in for an interview and and i don't meet Ed Sahaki. i meet instead you know the legendary larry damar i meet uh, bill uh bill futzenruder and i meet mark panacho and they interview me and I forget, and I, and, but I even forgot to bring my, my resume, but I brought all of my, I brought all kinds of other stuff, like all kinds of stuff that I've done and programs that I've written and artwork that I've done. And I was, I, I laid it out all on the table and I showed them all my enthusiasm and they, and they, you know, like a couple of weeks later, they hired me. So you're enthusiastic about it back then, which this is part of the reason I absolutely love you because Listeners, you can't see this, but we are actually doing this on video chat. And Dwight told that whole story with his hands as well. And that is why I love this man, because he's so involved in it. He's just, he, you just like portray this energy about it. You got a job working at a pinball company. Yeah. When pinball was cool, before it became even cooler. Right. With no resume. And you were probably wearing a light blue suit with ruffles. Let's let's be real. <laughs> no, it was stylish. <laughs> it was not light blue. It was not a prom tuxedo or anything. It was it was a nice suit, you know. So I had a nice suit, and I had you know, and I had my portfolio of stuff. But I forgot my resume. But I got home and I sent my resume to Ed. He didn't care. He didn't need it. Um, they but they hired me anyway. That is so one of the cool. craziest things that just kind of popped in my head is two years later, you write the code for Terminator 2. You were like, what, 22, 23 when you did that? Uh, no, I was nine. Didn't you hear her earlier? I was... Yeah, he was eight when nine. he started this. Duh, yeah, no, no. no. I, I was... So I I went to college twice. I went to college right out of high school, like most, like a lot of kids do at 18. And then and then I dropped out of college because I just was so immature. Like if you can, if, like if you know me now, I'm pretty immature. And I was tenfold more immature, you know, a dozen years ago or dozens of years ago. Um, the fact that you're friends with Bill gives me everything I need to know about your maturity level. Right. So just imagine me much more <laughs> immature decades ago. Nice. Right. So so I was too immature for high college and I dropped out and then I, I sort of floated along for a while. And eventually, you know, I said, screw that. I want to I want to make something out of my life. So I decide I hook up with DeVry. I come to Chicago and I, you know, and I and I go to DeVry and I get a degree. And then, and then I got a job, and it was, and it really worked out. So I, I am old enough to remember computers not being common in '89, and you got into programming. And well, was, I'm like, I remember like the huge, you know, floppy disks and doing Dash DOS and Oregon Trail. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I remember playing a lot of Oregon Trail. So it just, it fascinates me that. You went to college twice, and you went into something. Back then, nobody thought computers were going to be on. I have three computers sitting on my desk in front of me right now. I have two work computers and my personal computer. I have my iPhone that is more powerful than my work computer. You know, it's, we right. didn't know this in '89. But in yeah, but in the in the in the but a few years before that, I had a Commodore 64, and I was in my bedroom every night, you know, making making games and playing games on my Commodore 64. So that's so, so. I got my start at long before college. I got my start making games, you know, on the you know you know back then. On Commodore sixty four, and then later, I, on the Commodore sixty four, I made a game called Burglar Man, and along with other games and stuff. And then on the Macintosh, you know, I I I started making other games. And then I came to college, and 
And you know, then I, then, then that's the stuff that I, I showed Larry DeMar and Mark Minaccio and Bill Flitzenruder was all of the stuff I had made on my Commodore 64. And they, so they didn't really care even about my college work. They just said, I'm enthusiastic and I want to make games. Let's give, this guy, let's give this guy a try. Right, right. Oh yeah. That is, that is so cool. So let me ask you this. Are, do you have siblings? Do I, I'm sorry? Do you siblings. have brothers or sisters? Yes. I grew up an only child. Okay. I was curious about that because I know, I remember when I was a kid and I know you like board games which is kind of where I'm going with this. Um, my brother and I spent a lot of time grounded because we didn't behave properly like we should. We still don't. We would make up games with cards or, you know, we would take two sets of Monopoly and change the rules and create this, like, complex rule set. And I know that you're big into board games and things like that. I was curious if you had ever done something like that before you got into the computer programming side because I just don't yeah. have the attention span for, for the computer side. Yeah, well, with... Right. So in the 70s and early 80s, there are no computers and, right. and we're just playing board games all the time. And but but a handful of times we did try to make up games, make up our own board games. That is so cool. But you've been successful later on with that. Yeah, no. In the right. In in. Yeah. You know, in, in the in the 2000s, I joined in, in, you know, in Chicago here, I joined a board game design group and and I eventually designed my own game that got published. Okay, officially... <laughs> it's awesome how you look speechless right now, Amanda. No one in chat, uh, no one on the podcast can actually see this, but you just look speechless. My mind is just absolutely blown by the creativity of this, and this is something that I am going to say a thousand times again, but I've said it so many times um, on streams or any time that I'm commenting on any of these interviews. I am in awe by anybody who has the creativity and the complex mind to create stuff like this. Like, I can alter the rules of Monopoly to fit my needs so that I can kick my brother's butt. Yeah, so I get pissed off. So I'm a snob when it comes to board game and board game rules and fan <laughs> fiction and board game rules. Like, people just, like, I don't, game design is hard. And so until you really know what you're doing, don't change anybody else's rules. So I'm, I'm going to jump on a tangent on that. My husband and I are into board games a lot more now. I've always loved, I love to play cards. I love to play board games. I think they're a lot of fun. I, I'm not a big screen time person, so I think it's a great um, a great way to pass the time. And we've recently got into complex grown-up board games, and one of the ones that we have is a Harry Potter Death Eaters board game, which is kind of cool, and you have this statue of Voldemort, and basically you collect wizards, and you have to kill off the Death Eaters, and then you have to kill Voldemort. When you roll the dice, you either turn Voldemort to the right or to the left, and wherever his wand faces, those characters take damage. I was turning him to my right when I was playing, and we realized probably about, I don't know, 10 minutes away from finishing the game, and I say we, I mean I, that I should have been turning him to the character's right, yeah. which is the opposite. That was stupid. Don't it's do that. Please don't do oh, okay. <laughs> And I say that only because I was wrong. And my husband called me out on it. And I don't like oh, to okay. be wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that like a common thing you turn based on the character's position versus your own? I think I that, I think that's reasonably intuitive, yeah. Yeah. I'm Sorry. gonna edit that part out because yeah, no. No, it's fine. So, I just, so it's not fair because I've so I've played games like um Heroescape and Warhammer where 
where you you know you are moving guys around a board you know like all over the place and shooting each other and you know and killing each other right so that's so i'm i've had i have dozens of years experience playing games where you're, you're moving a guy to the right counterclockwise and moving a guy to the left is cut you know is or yeah. guy to the right would be clockwise and counterclockwise for the left and so on right so the irony of all ironies was i was a um an ex- a certified x-ray technician for about 12 years so when i would take x-rays it was always opposite i would say hold up your left arm hold up your right arm and then it just carried over so i would tell my husband turn right and i would point to the left and he's like that's not the right and it's just as habit so it was kind of funny that he called me out on that and I was like you know what that's not okay I don't think I like this about the game but it's fun it's it's so cool the complex just the complexity of the rules on these we have a game that's got like a book I don't know but that's not why we're here we're here to talk about pinball right so don't get me wrong hey Dwight one day we're gonna have to play a game Monopoly anytime you want man that are, that is on the, uh, the card but that's a great that's I'm gonna a be there in October. Example, because a lot of people change the rules to Monopoly, and you should not. Monopoly is a great game if you do not change the rules. If you play uh, by the free parking, rules. you get the money in the middle. No, you Just. don't. <laughs> no, I smack you. <laughs> no, there. there's okay. there's no money. There's no money on free parking. You you know, there's a lot of rules that people don't really understand when they play Monopoly. So you're gonna have to educate one. I play. will. I'll educate you. Don't worry. I'll just trust me. I'll tell you how to play. One of the funniest segments of Monopoly. You guys remember the movie Captain Ron or no? Yes. I vaguely. Where they're playing Monopoly and changing it for money, and gets a little interesting. That, I, I, I don't think I. Movie. I don't think I have seen it. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll send you some YouTube clips, Dwight. You will thoroughly unappreciate it, but I find it pretty. They slightly alter the rules. Just a little bit. They tweak them based on their current interests and needs. Okay. Yeah, that's the most politically correct way to say it. Dwight's going to watch uh, Captain Ron now. I'm not. Yeah, no, right. I'm, I was just looking it up, though. Oh, okay. It's Kurt Russell. It is. Yeah. Back in his prime. Is Goldie Hawk's not in that one, is she? Mary Kay Place. No. No. Okay. So, in addition to loving pinball, we have another uh, mutual love. You love Harry Potter. I do, I, yeah. I love Harry Potter. And she's making the heart symbol with her with her hand. I am because I I have like five interactive Harry Potter wands sitting directly in front of me right now. Oh, um, cool! Yeah, we just went to Universal. We did the Harry Potter Land. Uh, oh. I absolutely love it. And I remember when I was little, you had said you you read the books as they came out. And well, starting with of, the third book. Yeah. Okay. So, and not a lot of people can say that because I I feel like it's something that has kind of crossed over to a new generation where. They had access to, if not all, most of the books. So I remember sitting at my grandparents' house and reading book one because I was bored and it was raining and the mosquitoes were bad and there was nothing else to do. And my grandfather saying, here, read this book about this boy who's a wizard. And I read the entire book one in one day and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I had to wait for book two to come out. Yeah, it's painful. It is. Have you read the entire series multiple times? Oh, of course. Yeah. I have a confession to make. Oh, no. I have not read the last book more than once. You don't like the last book? It's the it's, best of the seven. It's not that I don't like it. I okay. don't want it to end. I, oh, I see. So I, I would read, like I read book one, and then when book two came out, I read book one and book two. 
right. then when book three came out, same thing, one, two, and three. So by the time that the second book for the end came out, I read all of the books sequentially, and it was it was one of those things where, you know, when you're, like, walking down the street and you see a street light go out? I'm looking around for an illuminator. It, it, I'm looking <laughs> at people. It's it's in the fall. I'm looking at people in capes, and I'm like, I know what you're up to. Let me see your arm. What you got going on there? Don't don't make me cast a spell on you. You know, I see cats looking at me funny. I'm like, yeah. All right, McGonagall. I could never get through the last book twice. Because it just broke my heart. And I, I know that that's a dream theme of yours. Is if if money and licensing were no object and you had all the resources in the world, creating a Harry Potter game would be like a pinnacle. Oh, it would be great. It would, yeah. And I, I think I would crush it. I think you would do awesome with it. And I would yeah. really be excited about the light show. Because I've heard, I've, I've been told you're good at the light shows. Well, somebody, it's, it, yeah, but... Somebody said that. I, Everyone keeps saying that, and I, I don't think I'm great at light shows. I, I, I think I'm great at other things, but, but maybe I'm not. But I think that, so I've given lots of thought to a Harry Potter pinball machine, and, I, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not actually working on one right now, honest. But, <laughs> but, um, but I know exactly what I would do. Like, like, if I could, if I, like, a lot of people want to make seven machines, and I don't think you can do that. That would be stupid. Right, right, because who's going to buy seven machines? It would be stupid. Hi, guys. It would be impractical. Oh wait, we forgot Bill's here. Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. You no, but you've read the books, right, Bill? Listen, he's like read the books, yeah, seen absolutely. the movies. No, neither. <laughs> the problem is, all right. So you guys are very. Why are we friends, Bill? You don't like Star Wars. You don't like Harry Potter. You listen. All right, so let's get into this. Okay, so you bring up Harry Potter, which we'll jump back to in a second. Okay. You know that I'm not a Star Wars guy. Have you watched Mando yet? Still, still not watching Mando. Wait. But honestly, I really like that pin, Dwight. Thanks, man. Thanks. And, and, and you know what? If I don't like a pin or if it's not my speed, and, and listen, the theme is not my theme because, you know, I haven't watched it. It's, you know, you should, you not... should probably watch it. But it's it's not a... It's it's Samurai Jack, right? Have you ever... Or, it, you know... Samurai you ever, Jack you ever watched, was awesome. Right. Did you ever watch Samurai Jack? It's Samurai Jack, no. but it's in the Star Wars universe, right? It's it's almost um, the Grasshopper Show. What was the Kung Fu, right? Have you ever watched Kung Fu? But you're probably too old, too young for no. Kung Fu. I wasn't a big TV guy, though. I mean, movies back in the day, yeah, but not really TV. And Dwight, I mean, I'm not trying to jump from Harry Potter to the Mando. No, you are. But I mean, here. If, <laughs> he absolutely yeah, did. Well, I am, but not really. <laughs> but really, if that's a, uh, an intellectual property that really doesn't call to me as much, and I really enjoy the pinball machine. You've done something special there. In, in Mandalorian? Yeah. Well, I think, I think you know, the whole team, it was a great team, and I think we all, you know, put it, yep, yes, stepped up yes. and put it in our best efforts. Yeah. But, Thanks. But for somebody that's not into the intellectual property and you can pull me in, that's a great game. In all fairness, though, you like Ghostbusters, so. What is it with you and Ghostbusters? <laughs> Now but it's, it's, a it's just the so, scream. All right, so you explained it to me on chat once. I did. And, I did. And, and, and like the scream scared some little kid and made him it cry. And I smiled kid. when you told me that. No, so, the, you know, so but we you... were playing it somewhere. Like there was this, just this random place that sells pool tables and like card games and dartboards and stuff. And they had pinball machines in there. And one of them was Ghostbusters. And I'm on there like, I had a good score going. I had a great ball going. 
And then all of a sudden, you know, here's my my small child who's tired anyways. <laughs> we have an hour drive home and she has the lungs of freaking Michael Phelps. And you just hear that shriek and it scared the heck out of her. So then I had to change a diaper and listen to her scream the whole way home. And it, it gave me goosebumps. Like, it, it, it not in a good goosebumps kind of way. It, it freaked me out a little bit. I was like, no, I don't want to hear that at my house. Well, you can turn I, it off. I know, but and, and, and I want to love it, Dwight. I do. I want to love it. And Are You I a God goose- is so fun. You can play just Are You a God all day long if you want to. I know. And, that was so creepy the first time. I literally was playing that. Everything shut down. And I'm like, oh, could I just... Right. And literally I was like, Oh, this this sucks and all of a sudden, you know, it starts going through, you know, stuff on the screen and then it comes off creepy art. Uh, I was like, Oh, hell no. This thing This is awesomely creepy. Let's do this. If somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Right. Yeah, I right. I love the theme. I love I love the theme of Ghostbusters. I love the movies. I love Bill Murray so, so much. I just, and I love the shots on it. Like, it was a pretty game. The light show was awesome. The shots are good. I love the integration on it. I just, it just doesn't do anything for me. And now That's part fair. of it, too, That's is fair. because it's my husband's favorite game. I have to give him crap. Be like, no, no, I don't like that. That's God a legitimate, forbid, see, see, that's a legitimate reason for not getting a game. Like, like the fact that it made my kid poop. Well, that's you know that I think that's a plus reason. Like, like a game that I can mean, make a kid poop. That's you know. That's that's kind of a bonus when they're that little. But the fact that my husband loves it, and now I can say no, no, I, I don't really. And we did play it on an old coat. Like we played it. So you don't love your out. kid. You, you you don't love your I husband. Love, that's... I I do love my husband, but if I don't keep him in check, who will? Yeah, okay. I, don't, I think you need one in the house. Right. My personal opinion. If we came across one, we would have one in the house. Okay. And now, and then with the new code, so the game used to beat me up, and then okay. with the new code, we made it so that you can you get two ball saves, and you can set it to any number you want. You can set it all the way up to five, but you can yes. get you get two ball saves per ball, and that made a difference. That took the edge off of it quite a bit. So that was my next question before we get back to our Harry Potter discussion, because you know Bill had to prove that he was still here and hadn't fallen asleep on us. When you play pinball, right. how do you play? Do you adjust anything on there? Do you set it on easy? Do you set it on hard? Do you no. just your ball saves? Do you take the glass off and just bounce the ball around? What you mean when I play like out? When you my play friends? at home, when you're right. when you're playing recreation. Oh no, no, I have my my like my Star Wars is is factory setting and it's and it's the glass is on. I didn't move any rubbers. I don't change anything. The only thing you did was turn it on free play. I'm well, sure. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, and that's acceptable. I was just curious because I know that you had said to when you were um, when you were on stream the other night playing Mando that you had done a lot with the glass off, mostly demonstrating the features of the game and the different modes and and whatnot. So, well, yeah, all day long I play with the glass off. This is my Mando right here, and I play um, just because I'm testing the game. I'm I'm still writing new code for it. So I, you know, I, I load over the new code and I test it out, test it out, and then it doesn't work, of course, and then I fix it and then load over the new code and repeat until it works. That's pretty cool. How many times, you know, sidebar question. How many times will you upload code into a, a game? I mean, I'm sure it's not, you know, three times a day or whatever, but I mean, on average. Oh, it's, 
it, it can be dozens, you know. It's it's every three minutes or so, five minutes, you know. Fix this, okay. see what else breaks. Fix this, see what else breaks. Well, yeah, or just it, like so, like you usually you're you're in one of two modes: you're fixing stuff or you're writing new code. If you're writing new code, sometimes you can go two three hours without loading code, and then you load okay. it over and then you start testing it. Your work and mine is surprisingly similar, actually. So you were you were a a tech at at a hospital. I I'm a nurse actually. Um, That's what I meant. Well, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah, mean so like I, you know because I know a tech is another thing. But no, it's it's okay. I'm not offended by that because you were like our an tech X-ray. I, I did X-rays and urgent care. I started out in urgent care and did X-rays and blood draws and um, patient care, and then ended up man- managing that. And somebody said you should go back to school. So I too have been to college a couple times. Okay. Went back, got a nursing degree, did that for about seven or eight years. And then they said, you have to have a bachelor's if you want to succeed. And I right. said, well, if I'm going to get a bachelor's, I'm going to get a master's. So I, I actually just um, finished up my master's. My commencement for my bachelor's and master's both was June 19th. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And my focus is um, clinical informatics. So I'm on the computer side of nursing because I got tired of seeing people die. And I don't really care if a computer dies because they're replaceable and it doesn't break my heart as much. Okay. But I, I do something kind of similar. So I put in orders that doctors write and then I test them. And if they break, then I change the orders. And I do it based on, you know, what I know works and what I want it to do. So, so we kind of have... We don't have anywhere near as similar of a job. Your it's job iterations, is way though. The mine. It's, it's, so, it's, it's testing and iterating. A lot of testing. A lot of cussing. A lot of caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of dark rooms and lots of computer screens. Yeah. So. It's fun, though. But back to our Harry... Oh, yeah, Bill's got his monster sitting there, too. Are you out? They're out of um, vanilla Starbucks in the area. They're so. out of vanilla Starbucks in a lot of areas, then. So out Harry, of, Harry Potter. Class. Harry Potter. Back to Harry Potter. Seven games is ridiculous. It's not really feasible right. financially um, from a developer standpoint. From just having a line running with seven games of the same game, essentially. And right. That that would just be a beast. So I tried and crush it all into one game. And I would call the game Harry Potter: The Hunt for Horcruxes, and the game the game with the, the player would be Harry Potter. Maybe he'd be able to choose. Now he, the player is Harry Potter, and and he's trying to get you know and, and he's trying to get the seven Horcruxes and defeat Voldemort to to win the game. Right. But 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 I'd have to put defeating Voldemort easy to get to. So there'd have to be some deeper wizard mode, you know that 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 would be passed at all. But so the- but. But I would cover all of the major events of the book, of the of the seven books. I think to turn it into a pin, that would be the best way to do it. So this is my thought: is and that way you could play in any order. Also, like like pinball doesn't need pinball needs to be in you know like I can choose what path I want to take, and I can I can go after this Horcrux, and then and and like so each Horcrux would be at the end of you know like the end of a little a little path, and there their you journey, know, yeah. Yeah, and then and then you and then getting that Horcrux would be some kind of small little wizard mode, and and then you'd you'd collect all seven. And that makes sense too, because they were killing them as they found them. So as you find them in your journey through the pinball code, then you yeah. kill them. Yeah, that, yeah. I like that idea. So this this is my thought on it. 
is if I saw a Harry Potter game, because you can't do all seven games, or you can't do all seven, you don't really want to do four trim levels for the, each of the four houses. I would literally change it up and do, like, trim levels and art oh, packages I, as a I love witch, that idea. wizard, yeah. or death eater. Because you do have people who love villains. Why not do four four trim levels? Why not do four LEs? Do the four houses? It's Harry Potter. We could probably get away with, you know, like 250 of each house. And then... Because then there's people like me who are going to sell their car and probably their left kidney to try and buy all four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that one. My right one works fine. But even though there's just art changes from one to the next? And... But it's still the fact that it's... So, so if you did two, so if there were three, each, you, you, so three is okay, but four is bad. I don't necessarily mean mean that so much as I think that it would be cool to have, and this is going to sound so sexist of me, and I am not like a feminist in any way, but I think it would be cool to have one that is a witch theme that has Jenny and Hermione and you know the strong McGonagall, who was just she was just badass. She, she like she rocks. Yeah, and you know, and you and you fight Bellatrix, and you fight these these characters, but you are a predominantly female themed character. Then you have your wizard mode, where you're Harry and Ron, and you you go after these different individuals, and all of them still in the grand scheme of things, your still ultimate goal is gonna be to destroy Voldemort and so destroy the Hulkers. Want... So have you played like have you played Star Wars? I had a Star Wars. Okay, so you push start. And you can be, you can, you can be, you know, Han or yeah. Leia or yeah. so forth. So you'd want me to make it so that you push start and you can be Harry, Ron, or Hermione? I think that that would be cool. Or having the art package represented. So having the art package I don't see that happening, though. I no, don't see the see, art package. Because I just, I think that an art package for a right, so, so, would be cool. <laughs> so if you met three pack, three, three art trims, like, mm -hmm. like Pro, Premium, and LE, mm -hmm. then the Pro is almost always going to be everything. The right. Pro is usually the kitchen sink of artwork. Right, and then and then then the premium and the LE will be, you know, like slimmed down and and, and you know and zoomed in on something more focused. Right. Yeah, but and and I don't think that that's necessarily bad because you could even then you but could we still would do want, like like your, wouldn't you want a Voldemort, you know? Yeah, Voldemort? I would. I would want my LE to be Voldemort. Dark art. Yeah. Like diagon you know, alley. You green know, like, and purples and. Yes. Yeah, I think you know. And even doing something like you would see with the UV kit on Stranger Things, where you have the upside down with the UV kit, having that with the dark marks showing up in the middle of the playfield. That's so cool. That's a great idea. I'm oh, I'm, I'm writing that down. Brian <laughs> yeah, and I no. are doing that tomorrow. <laughs> hey, Brian. Um, yeah, so no, I'll test it for you. Um, no, I just, I think that would be really cool because there are so many people, like you always see, okay, what house are you in? And everybody's always, oh, I'm Gryffindor. I know one Ravenclaw, and I don't know any Hufflepuffs, so I don't think selling a trim oh. level would necessarily be the best idea. But I do think that no, you're doing right. It, you're right. You know, you know, but doing it in different trim levels, where ultimately your same goal, you're gonna destroy the Horcruxes. You you were gonna you gotta get rid of Voldemort. But you could do a game. You could do like the premium is the Slytherins, and the LE is the Gryffindors. Or you could do the general kid friendly for your pro with the original, like the art from the books. That what uh, what's his name? K. Um, well, Jim K. So that was Jim I was going to get to that. I can't wait for the the, the book five's coming out this November. I know. I know. I can't I'm so wait. Excited. Yeah. You know, so do something because his colors are I so think Bill vibrant. Fell he did. He he actually left again oh. to go flip his burger. 
listen. No, I'm, I'm listening. Um, See, we are all in. Go ahead, though. No, and, and this is what Dwight was picking on people about the other week was, you know, coming up with the ideas is the easiest part. But I think it would be cool to have, like, a kid-friendly version. That's your probe. That is, you still have the same modes, but your art package is a lot brighter. Well, you want street-friendly, right. Yeah, you know, it's a lot earlier. And then you have your premium, which is a little more, you know, we're going to show Nagani. We're going to show a little bit more of the darker side of the wizarding world. And then you have your Ellie, which is your Death Eater version, which is, this is when it got dark. Because ultimately, I mean, No, no, no. I think think the premium, see... I think the premium needs to be the. You think the that'd Slytherin. be the Death Eater? Well, the, yeah. well, not just Death Eater, but like Slytherin, Slytherin. You know, like yeah. Draco and Voldemort, and and you know, and Bella Lestrange, and and all those guys, oh, right? Belle. She's so awesome, yeah. isn't she? She, you know, and the only thing that makes me and sad in the movies, she was great. She was, she was phenomenal. She made those kids scared. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool. The only thing that makes me very sad about the idea of having a Harry Potter pinball game is the fact that Alan Rickman is no longer with us. And I think he his just Potter, you know, and, and his call-outs would have been... Well, the original... Right, right, so, but I... Right, in our, but we're all... We're just making this up, you and I, right? So oh, if yeah. We're making yeah, this, this up, is completely made if up. We're making, so, if we're making this up, then I'm not doing... I don't want to do the movies. Anyway. No, no I want to do the books. Well, I would want to do the books. But I want to do the Jim K books. I I would love to do the art from the books and the detail from the books with the voices of the characters from the movie because it's relatable across people like us who read the books first and fell in love before there ever was a movie. Yeah, but and like, for like, that's like my daughter who loves the movies and we've read the books, but I mean she's seven. I don't think she remembers them. Right. I think that I think that quickly you would get past the fact that. The pinball machines don't have the actors from the movies, and like I don't want their faces, I don't want their voices, I don't want anything from the movies. I want like like let's just make our own Harry Potter story, you know, not story. It's an all original. Yeah, but but use the art, use our own artwork, like like let let's let you know like Franchi do it or something, right? Well, I was and, gonna say you know Jim Caney just needs to call you or Brian tomorrow and be like, hey, I got yep. you guys, we got this, yep. we can do this. Yep. yep. But he's kind of slow. He. Like pinball machines are a lot of artwork, and and you got to get it done like in four months. They are. <laughs> and he he and, spends two years making one book. And I I do expect to see a moving whomping willow. I'm just gonna put that out there in our hypothetical <laughs> pinball machine. I want my whomping willow. Well, let's willow talk about that. Walk. What what toys do we want? I want a whomping willow. Because all right. No matter what, I want. I think a it fl- would be. I think it would be cool to have something. That like some sort of ball lock, kind of like Stranger Things has. With so it being if you a have a whomping, right, right. If you have a whomping willow, then you want like a, a sub, a, you know, a sub, a subterranean kind of path leading would, to the shrieking, to shrieking shack. Yes. And then, you and would. then that, and it would start like the ball would go in at the whomping willow, you know, that was part part art blade, part toy on the yeah. side of the game. So the ball would go in at the roots of the whomping willow and come out of the shrieking shack. It could be an upper playfield too, though. You could do a double upper playfield. You could do Hogsmeade or the rumor requirement on one side, and you could do the Whomping Willow on the other. No, you got to have Hogwarts. You know, it should be the upper playfield. Well, Hogwarts could be like the general. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. You're kind of right on that one. Well, you know, and I, then it's yeah. Oh. So, because you want Diagon Alley, so I'm wanting. I, I'm torn, right? Because I'm wanting Diagon Alley to be a big part of the game. You know, like like. 
Yeah, and and you have to have nocturnality too, because I mean, especially and, if you're going to talk least, about the bad guys, or at least a, a shot at you know in Diagon Alley that's nocturnality. You know, and like then, the ball would go in a hole, and you'd get like a dark mystery feature or something. And then you would have to have some sort of and like then the bank super skill shot. To, like you, you need the bank. Great because, gods, yes, you need great yeah, gods. Yeah, right. So you have to have Diagon Alley. You do, and, then, and therefore, and therefore, Harry, and therefore, Hogwarts is a is a giant thing in the back corner. So you could have Diagon Alley, and the you could have like you know how in the Mandalorian where you collect Beskar, you could collect the shops, you could collect Ollivanders in the pet shop and the gown shop, and you could go to. Um, well, it wouldn't be Beskar, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You know, but you you collect the different each, shops each to of become the major a wizard, sh- right? Right. Yeah. Each of the shops could be their own little mode or their own little feature, at least. Like exactly. Nocturnality would make a really cool dark mystery feature. Yes. Full yes. of dark stuff, yeah. All the dark stuff. You'd have to have the, uh, oh, what were the cabinets? The twin cabinets where they were sent, yeah. where Malfoy got all of yeah. the, the Death Eaters. Into the room the of castle. requirement. Yes. Right. That would be so cool. And then you would have to have some sort of really cool feature, and I'm not even sure how it would work. Where it looks like the ball is going through an invisible wall that is from nine and three quarters. Bill checked out like twenty five minutes ago. Bill, I am no, sorry. No, you know I was thinking. I didn't want to. Interrupt, I didn't want to interrupt you guys, but I was thinking. You know, I've seen parts of Harry Potter, okay, but not enough to to warrant a whole lot. That's why I just say I've never seen it. But I think it would be cool if you could have a kid on a broom dragging the ball along behind the broom. You could even do something like Jurassic Park, where he's on the broom trying to collect the um the or a snitch. thestral, right? He's or on a thestral. Th- oh, a thestral would be cool, right? Because um, then you don't actually have to do anything because they're invisible. So I, I like the I like the King's Cross idea because then that gets us one of the Horcruxes, right? Because yes. Harry yep. Harry's one of the Horcruxes, and then King's Cross yep. comes into that, and. Yep. But then, but then, but it would be like so. There would be like just a piece of plastic or something off to one side. It's King's Cross. Maybe it's a three bank, and then you catch you know nine and three quarters, right? Nine and three quarters would be there. Yeah. Platform, right? So I, 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 you have to have the whole Wizarding World. Do we have number four Privy Privy Drive? We would have to because ultimately the initial launch would see, and that's where it gets tricky because you have to get oh, invited to Hogwarts before you do anything else. So you have to get your letter. So like. You would almost have to collect your letter, which could just I, be I think a, we, a, an easy like knockdown target or something, a drop target. Maybe, but I I don't think we should have to take it that literally. Like, what if you never hit that drop target? I think when you push start, you know, you've already done the whole. You, you get you, you know you get your there. letter as you press start. You get some yeah. sort of animation of welcome to Hogwarts, and then yeah. you know number four private drive under the stairs. Yeah, I don't know if we need number four River Drive in the game. It sounds like you guys have come up with your own homebrew of Harry Potter here. Well, we're working on it. We, you we, know, need, it. we need Jeff on this. Jeff, Jeff's my Harry Potter person, my Harry Potter buddy. I, okay. It would be a, it would be a great thing to do. It's got such a this passionate pinball, Jeff. following. Yeah, right. Jeff, get it. Oh, get I know on he'll this be listening buddy. to this and he'll be enthralled. Um, no, and and I apologize for anybody who is not a Harry Potter fan or. You well, know, doesn't get lost. like happiness get or here. anything See like you later. that. Bye. Um, yeah, because yeah, sorry. No, I I think it would be cool because you know it's like you said the ideas are the easiest part. I would they love are. to see this theme. I would love to see that theme. Okay, well, what yeah. would you do with it? I don't know. Pushing, pushing it all together, right? 
You know, and then well, when or, you get it, well, why doesn't it have this? Why doesn't it have that? Well, <laughs> you didn't have any ideas beforehand. Yeah. yeah. I would catch so well, much. That comes down I would to... catch so much hate after I was done with Harry Potter because of all the things I didn't do. And that's fine. And that's the problem, though, is because yeah, well, it's not a Rowling, problem. It's just well, well you, you, it you've got to love it. those people. They're all fans. They're all enthusiasts. They love pinball. They love, like in the case of Star Wars, they love Star Wars, and they were like, "Well, how come you know Star Wars didn't have that or this?" And I'm like, "Well, you can't put everything in the game." And that's the well, thing. I mean, here between licensing and you know. Budget. I mean, you can't build a thirty thousand dollars pinball machine. Right. You can, but then no one's gonna buy it. I don't know. Have you seen these these prices right now? No, I actually think they would buy it, Bill. I, yeah, yeah, for something like that, I mean, we, I think we could for sell a twenty like of them. Could... Yeah, twenty, but twenty at thirty thousand is not enough to warrant a yeah a twelve month or fourteen month design cycle. I mean, uh, you know, I'm that's not sure what time that's is. twenty more than other manufacturers have sold. And they've already received payments, so shots fired. But we're not here for hating. This is positively pinball. So, I have a couple of random spontaneous questions. Uh, Bill, if you don't mind me commentating this for just a little bit more, because you get to eat burritos with this guy all the time, and I only get him for a short time. You know, only if I can interject one thing. Yes. So, literally, we do most of the talking before the food shows up. Mm -hmm. Because when the food shows up, the hands move around. We've had stuff move around while we've been eating. You know, one of these jobbers and That's stuff like funny. that. I don't know if you remember that. I point, don't remember that, no. No? Do the one can. <laughs> oh, I've spilled so many okay. sodas from talking. Are you Italian by any chance? Because you I'm have not, an Irish last I'm, name. Yeah, and I'm not Italian, no. Okay, I was I was just curious with all of this. You know, it's, it's fun. All right, so these are my random... Hopefully never before asked questions for a Dwight Sullivan interview. Okay. Are you ready? I'm afraid, but I'm all right. Do you prefer the right flipper or the left flipper? Oh, that's a great question. So <laughs> No, it's not. It's a terrible do, question. No, 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 no. Because when we're designing, we often consider what do people flip the most? And where should a, where should a feature be? Are they right-handed or left-handed? So we often put things that are that need to be closer to the start button on the left-hand side because most people are right-handed and use the right flipper more. And that's those are just facts. Interesting. So I'm left-handed, so I'm often good, but better with my left hand than my right hand, but I, I do a lot of things with my right hand. That makes sense why you were good on Baywatch with that upper left flipper. Okay. You remember when we played Baywatch? Yeah, it Ken's, right? Yeah, yeah, and you were a uh, dude nailing that one upper left. So no, I'm, I'm sorry, did I did I ruin your question? Because I you were just no. wanting a really quick left flipper. No, you didn't, because right, that's actually kind of interesting flipper. to me. All right, all right, ready? Up, upper left flipper or upper right flipper? Oh, I, at that point, I don't think it matters much. Full-size flippers okay. or many flippers in the upper play field? In what upper? Any upper play field. It depends on the upper play field. Like Game of Thrones and Mandalorian, they're both great with up, with large flippers. I with like full it. size. All right, cilantro or no cilantro? What's cilantro? It's kind of like parsley. It's the Mexican version of parsley. Yeah, so I cilantro. Let's let's live large. There's 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 a genetic trait that makes cilantro taste like dish soap. I was just curious on that because I know you guys are are the burrito eating type. Oh, so I we just it's really funny. Just two days ago, um, my friend's wife, you know, just asked me that same question: Does cilantro taste like dish soap? And I said yes. 
that is a recessive trait, so I like that. All right, going to movies, not a pinball theme. Princess Bride or Jurassic Park? The original Jurassic Park. Oh, Jurassic Park. Hmm. Because of the sound. Yeah, I can see that. And and right. I just love the... I, I love all of I love everything about Jurassic Park. It's a, it's such a great movie. It was it's, pretty iconic. So Jurassic Park or Terminator 2? Oh, that's a tough one. Dun, 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 dun. And again, we're looking at movies, not at pinball No, 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 machines. I understand. That was so Well, Princess so Bride good, is, would make a great pinball machine. I know, um, I've been saying that for as long as I've been at pinball. Right, we need one of these boutique companies to make one, because I don't think we would. Um, I don't see it as a, as a mass production, but it definitely I think has... I'm still on Jurassic Park versus T2. Back to the Future or Goonies? Oh, Back to the Future, easy. Not a Goonies fan, huh? I not not that I'm not a Goonies fan, but I love that. Like I, that's another game I could go on and on about about like like Harry Potter. Like I've Weird. thought out exactly how I've just how I would design. Back to- we've literally had nights where we've talked just about Back, back to the Future. Yeah, In all Bill fairness, and- Bill, you and I have had conversations about how we would design Back to the Future too. I mean, yeah. we were watching that earlier, and it's such a great great movie. I would right. I would put the player in that in a world where they could move between four different time zones, and they needed to go, and they could pick and choose which time zone they went to, to and they would accomplish things and or gather things, and then bring those things and or experiences to the other time zones where they'll pay off, and and they you know and I would make it a, a, you know a big a, a, it would be awesome. That sounds right because awesome. there's four different time zones you could go to, and you could easily just move between them. Gonna go back in time. All right. Would you rather have a game where you have full creative control on everything, but you don't have any type of basis to design it, or would you rather have something that is licensed where your control is slightly limited, but you have some sort of jumping off point? So that's a great question, because you're actually asking the difference between a designer and a developer. And over the decades, I've learned that I'm much better at being a developer than a designer. I, I do both. I wear both hats for every project. Um, but it's where where I excel is taking somebody's half baked idea and turning it into something. And and that's pretty much what you're asking. It is. And and so of course that's that's you know that's where I've had my most success is taking is taking something and and making it turning it into something we could something fun and or shippable. <laughs> that, hopefully, actually, hopefully, also fun, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Has there ever been a title that you have absolutely wanted to do? I mean, we just talked about Harry Potter, so so I kind of have an idea on this one. But something you know that you would absolutely love to do if there were no restraints on licensing, time, or money that if, you know you yeah, probably won't there... get a chance to. Oh. Oh, I don't know. There's, there's nothing that I probably won't get a chance. So, so yeah, so here's, so the answer, so like, like, like the obvious ones are like Back to the Future and Harry Potter and, and, um, um, uh, The Matrix, like The Matrix, right? Yeah. Those are, those are all like dream themes. Those are all dream themes of mine. Aliens. God, oh my God. Aliens is my all time favorite movie. You know, so I would love to do an aliens movie, an aliens pinball machine. But those are all in the realm of possible. Like I could be working right. on Back to the Future right now. You don't know. Um, but the, what I what I would love to do, and I wanted to do my whole, you know, for for decades, is um, Little Shop of Horrors. So Little Shop that of would Horrors, be so cool. 
would be an awesome pinball machine. I just don't think I could sell it. Well, I don't. Well, and I and I'm not in my heart of hearts. I don't know that it would sell, right? I don't know that we would we could make you know five thousand of them and and everyone would be enthusiastic about it. But I think it would be a lot of fun to work on. I I would make it. I would make it. A, a, you know, a music pin, right? It's, yeah. it's a music pin, but but then there's a toy that eats pinball machine. It eats pinballs. You know, feed me, right, right, and and, and yeah. every once in a while you'd be playing, and every once in a while, just out of the blue, because this is the way it happened in the movie, just out of the blue, you know, like like back from the shadows of the game would, you know, like like on a, like on an arm or something, these three like you know like singers would come swinging forward and just start singing, right, and then that would, and then the whole game would go into song, and then like maybe a multi ball would start and whatever, right, I, but I and think then it'd randomly be, a ball like, disappears, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you had. Uh... Oh, what's his name? Who's the guy that was riding the motorcycle? That oh, got killed Steve, off? Steve Martin. So you get Steve yes. Martin, you know, Steve Martin as, you know, the dentist and the whole dentist scene. Oh, that, that yeah. that's, that's just solid gold. Yeah. Actually, you could turn a dentist chair into a brand. Dude, there's a lot of fun ideas that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main toy would Sorry, be, have... would be, you know, um, um, Audrey, the plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Audrey too. Yeah. Right. And then uh, you'd have this, you know, you'd have, like 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 when he was singing and all the arms would come out and they would go ah uh, uh, you know it would be great. That'd be pretty awesome. Music pens or movie pens? Oh, I I've never done a music pen that I and, and other than Little Shop of Horrors, like which I wouldn't I would you know which is would would be sort of a hybrid. Um, I I don't do music pens. I don't know how to do them. I'm not a music person. Okay, that's fair enough. Video game pen versus movie pen. Oh, what video game pin are you thinking about? A, any type of video game. I mean, I think it would be cool to have... Like, I think so, Godzilla would be a cool pin if it were done in, like, 16 or 32-bit as a video well, game. Well, like, Deadpool was video game-ish. I ha- that I, was 8-bit, right, when you guys did or that? Or 16. Like yeah. the, 16. Yeah, something like that. Deadpool's such a great game. <sighs> but you don't like Ghostbusters and you love Deadpool. I know. So I talk to I talk to Tanya every day, and I and and every day, you know, he rubs it in my face at how great he does not. It's not. Great. <laughs> hey, listen, Tanya is a great guy. Well, you, you, one of the nicest guys I've met in pinball. Ooh, don't let Dennis Creasel hear you say that because he's the second nicest guy in pinball. Okay, I said one of <laughs> one of. That's fine. We're good. The, the perk uh-huh. of being a girl in pinball, I never have. I am never going to be accused of being nice, and I'm okay with that. If you had the choice, would you rather code a really, really, really awesome game that you get no complaints on but only sell a thousand units of versus coding a game that you have to make a lot of updates to and there's always that one squeaky wheel even though you sold 5,000 units? So you're commingling squeaky wheels and and compliments with sales, and they're not related, right? Uh, not necessarily, but uh, would you I rather mean, so do like a smaller sold... unit of, of I don't... something that you just, you know that you hit it on the mark, and it's really good in every update, if you have to make any, so it's very I, minimal. I, so, the, so the answer to your question is, is I, I don't care about how many we sell. That I, I think that sales will follow if you make a great game. And I, and we just try to make a great game every single time, you know. Sometimes we succeed more than others, but but every single time we're way into it, and we want to make the best game we've ever made before. And and there doesn't 
doesn't make a difference how many we sell. So like like and so and sort of follow up, right? I mean, Munsters sold really, really, really well. Like it was one of the best sellers of 2019. But but there's tons of people that don't like that game. You know, like I actually like, like that one. No, no, no. There's 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 <laughs> clearly there's clearly you know lots of people that like it because we sold a lot. Yeah. But but you know it, it, it's the most complained about game that out of the ones I've done recently. What game out of everything that you've done in your entire career? What game was the most fun to work on? Wow. So Star Trek: The Next Generation was pretty freaking fun. And it was a great game, by the and, way. And 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 right, I I love, I love the mechanics of that game, and I but we also got to go out to Paramount and walk on the Enterprise. Like Shut I was, the front door. Yeah, no. So I I was ah. in the holodeck. I was in the hallway of the Enterprise D. I was on the bridge of Enterprise D, and it had plastic covers over everything. Right, I saw the screen that wasn't there. I saw how they made stars go by out windows, and you know when they were doing it practically. So, so you were real invested. Yeah, that is we, so cool. And, and you Star walked Trek, on the same ground as Patrick Stewart. That's correct. pretty okay. Well, and then when we were leaving, um, when we were leaving, um, Doctor Crusher walked right by us in her uniform on her way to to do a scene. You know, like like, like she's really tall. It was kind of exciting. <laughs> that's that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. What what game was the most challenging in your career that you were like, you know what, I kind of want to hang this one up, but I don't want to let it beat me. I'm gonna figure this out. Well, none of them did I ever want to hang it up. But um, what was the most challenging? I don't know. I always find so every single game, I always try to find something that's that draws me toward that game, and then I've I've never had a game. I've never had a game that I was not interested in because that's, that's what it would take for it to be like, I'm not, you know, that's sort of what you're asking. Was there ever a yeah. game I wasn't excited about working on? And that answer is no. Not so much not excited. Just you get so frustrated that you need to walk away for a few minutes and you're not sure you're going to meet a deadline so on. This isn't a secret. Well, I don't, I've never met any deadlines. <laughs> we just try our <laughs> <we> best. <laughs> we just try our best. They uh, always, the deadlines are just, you know, they're just sort they're of moving deadlines. targets. It's fine. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. fine. You know the best of the thing about lines in the sand, Dwight? You can, you can, you, you can just draw another Right, right, right. And people, yeah. at, some, at some point, you know, you just, you, you do, you use misdirection, make them look over there, and then change the line in the sand, and then when they look back, they don't know it was moved. Absolutely. Yeah, especially if you're insidious about it and move it slowly, like a little bit at a time. Exactly. Right. Now, real quick, so there's one wait, wait, wait. situation in my okay, mind. Okay, go ahead. That, that'll, that'll, that I, I think will complement that question. So... When you guys were working on T2, that had one of the first innovations with uh, the dot matrix display, right? Yeah. <laughs> Love the sound effects. So, you put the video mode in there with the uh, the gun. Right. Where you have to shoot. You had these animations that were in there. Right. So, I mean, that was a total game changer, you know, as far as what Williams had been working on before that. It, well, it obsoleted I mean, it, it, it the 16-segment displays. Yeah. So that was, but that was your first time coding a WPC ninety five game with the DMD in it. Correct. Was that one the challenge going from you know a sixteen segment? So every game to... has every game has a mechanical or a new device 
or something that we don't know how to make it work when we first start thinking about it or I receive the first one and I try to make it, I try to program it. And often I get, I, but it's not frustrating because we always have, there's everyone, everyone on the team has shortcomings that, you know, mine is, is not knowing how to do that low level stuff, that low level like hardware driver stuff. And, and, uh-huh. and so there's always somebody else that helps with that. And, and okay. so it's not, we, you know, like it would be frustrating if I was a one man team, but I'm never a one man team. So you've got a reputation. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh no. Yeah, no, you've got this reputation. Um, the blinded by Dwight. Blinded by Dwight. You heard it here first. Hey Zach, I got that recorded. What's up, buddy? Anyways, um, your light shows are absolutely stunning. The way that you can integrate light into a theme and make it fit is phenomenal. When you start looking, like if you're watching TV and you happen to see something that inspires you for a game, do you start thinking of like, okay, well, you know, I could do these colorings on this light with this, or or how does that develop in your mind to come to fruition? Because that's the creativity that inspires me and that just puts me in awe of anybody who's worked on a pinball machine. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever get inspiration from somewhere else. Um, and I don't want to take complete credit for like, I, you guys have been giving me too much credit. Like there, there's always a team of people that work on my games and everything filters through me. And, and if I don't like something, I change it or I ask them to change it. But, um, but most of the great work on the games that I've done recently have, you know, or not, I don't know about most, but a lot of it has been from other, other people. But, um, what, what I do when I'm trying to make like a moment, like people say, is like 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 lightsaber duel in Star Wars, right? I wrote lightsaber duel in Star Wars. To me, that's one of the great moments in my career, and um, and it just made sense, right? So you just you just start thinking about it. You just sit down one day and you go, well, this is what's happening. I have light. And I have. I want to. I want to feature, you know, lightsabers, red and blue lightsabers, right? And I want to sweep the game with red and blue lights, and and you and 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 you did and, it, right? But it didn't. There was no, there was no creativity much there. Once you had, the, you know, once you sort of had the, the original idea to make a lightsaber, red blue lightsaber mode, you know, there's, there's, you know, you just sort of make it happen. <laughs> it's not that hard, really. It's, you say that, but I, I play pinball in the dark. We have turtles, too. and I have to turn the lights on when we play pinball with turtles because the light show just, <laughs> it's. It's almost overstimulating for my meager. Is it too much? It it See, almost is, and part of that too is I I married somebody who likes adding flashing lights to things. So oh, okay. you know, it, yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like I will play any other game that we have in the dark, but that game, if I'm playing it, I turn the lights on because I don't. I feel like I'm too overwhelmed. I feel like my senses are just completely overwhelmed with it, and not in a bad way. It's like being at a Pink Floyd laser light show. I mean, it's just you get I, done and you're like, oh crap! That's I think good. that I think that I've crossed the line sometimes. I think, you know, like 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 I try to hit the mark every single time, and I think there are some light shows that are you know like like there are a percentage of them you know out of the out of across the games right. There's been thousands of light shows, mm-hmm. and some of them have been underwhelming, and some of them are a little over the top. And um, I think each game that goes by, I try to you know make make them more and more hit the mark. You know, sometimes I eat a salad and sometimes I eat an entire cheesecake. It's called balance. No, right, right. And I, but I do lean toward, you know, just, 
using the lights as one of my tools to make to immerse the person in the game. But like Dwight, going I gotta interject here. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you're still here? One of them. Yeah, yeah I'm here. <laughs> Listen, I, you were so excited about I having was. Dwight on. That's why I I'm letting you kind of just run with this this episode. Next time, I'll take a lot more initiative in driving home the issue. Yeah. We love you, but, Bill. Uh, we, we do. We love you, too. Yeah. Uh, but one of the coolest light shows, and this is simplistic, Dwight, is the end of Terminator 2. When the lights, you know, just Oh yeah, over. yeah. That's a signature game over life, life effect that I put in every game, um, and I and it seems it's really easy to do. I'm giving away a trade secret here, but but you just you just if you just because because music because of the way music works, right? You just you yeah. know you, you you're guaranteed that a lights are going to go off at the correct time as soon as you dial the timing. You know, if you get the timing right in the beginning, it'll be right for the whole for the whole song. How much has the software changed? On, on programming lights from when you started to now? Because I'm sure that, I mean, technology is advancing every day. So, well, there was a big first change. game versus so, your last. Right. So, back in the 90s, everything was incandescent bulbs, mm-hmm. right? So, incandescent bulbs versus LEDs is a big change. And that took a little bit of getting used to because um, an LED can come on instantly and go off instantly, and an incandescent bulb cannot. Right. So, um, so now we built in like so every time now when we turn on LEDs, we ramp we ramp them up across a few like across a few dozen milliseconds, and then we ramp them back down when we turn them off, just so that they are more natural to the human eye. And so that was a big change in turning on lights and turning on lights versus from the '90s till today. I will never look at a light switch the same way ever again. Right. Well, in here, what was the last game that you did that was an incandescent bulb game? Well, it was before, it was what, what like Playboy or T3, right? Or, you know, Sopranos. Okay. So overall, because I, I know that we have a lot of listeners who are newish to pinball. Um, I am definitely not, like, I don't have my pro card checked yet. I've been in this a very short amount of time as well. How many games have you been involved in in your career? That's a good question. So I don't know. I So I, there's 20 games, I think, that I've been a major contributor to. Okay. 20 games where I in, where I gave creative input. And and then there's another, I, another 20 maybe where I did t- tiny amounts of work or I wrote maybe a multi-ball or a mode or something. But I don't consider myself... A major contributor to those games. When you guys like El- sit down, like Go like ahead. for Elvis, Elvis, you know, like for Elvis, right? You know, I wrote the Blue Suede Shoes multi ball, but that game was designed and and the fact that there was a Blue Suede Shoes multi ball was all decided by by Lonnie Rop and and Steve Ritchie and those guys. That makes sense, and and that's cool. That I that's the other thing that I think. Oh, I, I little really known fact. Like, oh. Little known fact, right? I yeah. wrote the lightning lamp in Aladdin. Right, no, we're not Latin, and uh, what's it called? Um, Knights of the what's it? Tales, Tales, Tales of the, the Tales of the Raven Knights. Right, yep, yep, yep. That, that so game. The, yeah, the lightning lamp, the, like like when it spins, it goes and it starts that lightning lamp mode. That was me. I I did the blood dripping in Dracula. Right, I did um, I did the Roadrunner in Bugs Bunny. That was my only contribution to Bugs Bunny, but somehow I'm still on the credits. There's nothing wrong with that. 
That's, no, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But I, yeah. I, a lot of people give me credit for way more than I do, and you know, and that's you know. Well, I mean, going going to that though, Dwight, when you guys when you got when you guys started in this, the coding team, what you and maybe occasionally a little bit of help, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And as the games have evolved, the whole coding side of it has shifted drastically. Correct. We need multiple, multiple people to get these things done because now you're talking about integrating a video screen, um, sound effects that are insane. Yeah. You got multicolor RGB lighting now. You have deadlines so and competition from other manufacturers that you have to consider. Mm, yeah, you no. guys don't, but you know the rest. But nobody, of the- and, and I, I doubt if anybody worries about the competition with regard to getting their game written code written done they worry about when the game needs to go on the line yeah. that's what drives yeah. us i'm sure that's what drives all the companies um but so, yeah as you said yeah. it's a team in now, the beginning it was I mean, like one a and a half programmers and today it's like five programmers yeah so it's just crazy to see how far it's come yeah. i mean with innovation i'm sure even those numbers could change oh i want to retire <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to make Harry Potter before you do. Otherwise, you and I are going to be working on that as a homebrew. And I don't, I don't program. I don't develop. I can talk a lot of smack, and yeah. I come up with great ideas. And I'm really good at drinking beer. So we'll Outside of that, I got a, nothing. We'll use you as a beta tester. Perfect. Done. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So my limited pinball knowledge, I don't really have that much more um, as far as questions. I know that you've been asked a million questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know anything else about code or specifics on games that Dwight has worked on, please, 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 I implore you, check out archived podcasts and video streams. He's gone through the mad nauseum. I'm just really excited because he came out and he hung out with us tonight and he answered silly questions and talked with his hands a lot. And (laughs) I love that. Well, we didn't want to inundate you with Mando questions because I think you've pretty much answered a lot of them. If not, I mean, is there? Yeah. I, I'm willing to answer anything you want, but but true, I've asked, I've answered a lot of questions. I, about Mando, I have about nothing. Mando. We didn't want to inundate you. Yeah, and that was my thing is I have nothing specific related to a game because I'm way more fascinated by the creativity that goes behind this than the specifics of a single game. And I haven't played Mando yet. It's on my list. I got to see six of them in a box. That was about it. Okay. So it's it's on my list of things to do as soon as the hurricane goes away. I can't wait to come to I can't wait to expo because yes. I want to I want like I haven't played Rick and Morty, right? I want to play Rick and Morty. I want to play I haven't played Hot Wheels. I want to play Hot Wheels, right? I want to play. Yeah. yeah I didn't love Hot Wheels. <laughs> well, I see. I don't know if I love it or not. I haven't played it yet. And that's the other thing that's great about pinball is just because there's something out there that. One of us loves and the other one doesn't. It's still great because there's something for everybody in this. And yeah. you never know what that game is going to be. Pinball is an awesome hobby. It, it's kind of cool. So that's another so that's another dream theme of mine, right? Would be Firefly. <gasps> yes! I love Firefly! Yeah. Firefly, well, so the movie was horrible. No, but, but the show! But the show, right, the 14 episodes of the show, I just watched them again the other day. And and that's like the best season of television ever. Yes. Yes. I and agree. the song, like, like, so recap, like, like, do a recap of what Firefly is for the listeners that might not know. Firefly and, and myself. Fire. So, like, for the listeners that that might not know, then screw you guys. 
No, I'm going to, I, I am like, not taking applications Firefly for a new a co-host. Western sci-fi show where, where, um, there's this ragtag group of thieves on this ship, you know, and they're, they're going from job to job, episode to episode, you know, doing train, you know, robbing from a train or doing other things. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's just so well written and so well done, but it's a sci-fi show. There's this group of people on a spaceship. So it takes place in the future where earth has been, you know, terror, you know, earth has, has been, you know, it's depleted and earth or yeah, yeah. De- depleted. And they've, they've now terraformed hundreds of other earths out there. And there's a whole galaxy of people. And, and then out on the, out on the, out on the outer edge is, you know the what what do they call it like the the I don't I forget what they call it but it, it it's like the old west you know and of course there's there's still pistols and there's still you know and it's it's very much a western but it's sci-fi at the same time and it's okay and it's really really good and it had Alan Tudyk and yeah yeah he's so great he's yeah right listen if and, if you make Firefly I know at least one person who will buy one because. What that if there was a screech in it, though? Like, what if a ghost all of a sudden randomly just screeched? There were no ghosts in Firefly. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah, you might have. And to summer, find, like, summer there... glow, like like the whole river thing. <laughs> that was great. There could be a midnight madness mode. Oh there could be a midnight madness in in Firefly. Yeah. We will end up owning a Ghostbusters at some point in our lives. I am sure. Because. And you'll come around and tell me how great it is. I probably will. And that's the other thing that the more I'm trying to psychoanalyze myself on why I don't like this game that much is I played on the original code the first time I played it and got yelled at. And I don't like to get yelled at. And then I had to change the diaper. And then when I did play it on an updated code, it was in a really crappy bar that smelled like socks and 100-year-old beer. And the game was not well-maintained. Oh. See, I used to hate Monster Bash because I played a poor, poor, poor example the first time I ever played it. Then I played Remake, and I was like, wow, okay, this game is awesome. Monster Bash then is I my favorite George George Gomez game. It's what fun. is your favorite game? And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Like, If you are stressed out, what game do you want to go home and play? Oh, that I have here? Or just... Just, just in mean? general. Like, what, what game... What is your game? Pinball machine. What is, yeah, what is your pinball machine that you enjoy turning on in a room full of others? What game, if it's free so, play, are you going up to and playing regardless of when what's I around? Go to, when I go to, like, Pinball Expo or um, TPF, um, so there's some old games that I really like a lot, and I forget the name of it. I think it was Spirit? Or was that a game? Spirits again. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. There's some really good games from back in the day that I like a lot. But I, I, I also like playing like High Speed and Grand Lizard and Captain Fantastic and, you know. Get away. But I, I, I need to get away from <laughs> my games. I know, yeah. I know. Hey, listen, just because you have to, I don't have to. So. Yeah. We're good. This is true. This is very true. Now, that, that's Bill, do you still have your Ghostbusters? It's sitting back there in the corner. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I, and I, Adam's Family? Is it? I haven't seen your basement. Yeah. You have a Twilight Zone. See, Twilight Zone is my favorite Pat Lawler game. That's, that is such a good game. It is. It is. 
Such Even a though Funhouse is probably better. What 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 are those what are those three horrible games on the right? Just, <laughs> oh. Some stuff made in Jersey. No, well, everything oh, good's made in El Grove. Yeah. <clears throat> well, now, well, now they are, they are in El Grove. <laughs> you like that, huh? Like that little sideways twist there. No, I'm kidding. Um, and I have a uh, Terminator Two is actually in my pinball repair. Room. Okay. And you, what else do you have so, in your pinball repair room? Just that I have a Playboy upstairs. Oh, that's what I thought. I, okay, I thought you had a Playboy he, in your pinball room. He keeps room. his Playboy underneath the mattress in his bedroom. Right, that's a yeah, big mattress. Yeah. It is. It's one of those squishy Very Casper big. ones. Yeah, you need a platform to get this. Don't jump. Downsize at one point. Get a ladder. Yes. No good. Don't jump on the bed. Uh-huh. You'll break the glass. <laughs> so we have a, a Playboy in the garage, a No Fear in the garage, and a Data East Jurassic Park in the garage. Oh, okay. So I forget what I, the game looks like. You forgot what it looks yeah, like. The dress, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Keith game. No, no, no. The, the no, old, no, the no. old Jurassic Park, not. Yeah. yeah, not the Keith game. Right. Yeah, that's why I said right. uh, Daddy so East with the, Keith's, the dinosaur Keith's head. Park, in my mind, is probably, might be his best game. But I really like Avengers too. Yeah, see, I And then, did you guys hear he retired? So, I think we're done at three. Who? Keith Owen. What? It, no. It's a rumor I'm spreading. It's not true. Oh, Ooh, well, I can edit out the part that it's not true, and we can spread this more. I love spreading rumors. No, 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 no. no. I'm not no, getting I, Dwight in trouble. I don't know yeah. if you guys are paying attention, but I said it. I said it on your stream the other night, Bill, and and Zach goes, Dwight, that's that that will melt down the servers at Pinside. <laughs> God, oh, yeah, one can like, only hope. Yeah, there's been other rumors I've heard, but we'll leave it at that. There's always no, wait, rumors. I'm doing it, but yeah. that's okay. I'm sure we'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. deal. With an uh, outro. Dwight, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for joining our meager little pinball show. It has been an awesome privilege and an honor to talk to you and to kind of get to know the man behind the light show. And I just, I can't thank you enough for this. It was oh, so great. It was my pleasure. Um, I had a lot of fun. Dwight, thank you for making it out. I, I see we see the the games in your background, and I know you're going to go right back to work after this. I am. So I have thank work you very much. to do, um, but I appreciate your time. I, I had fun. Awesome, Bill. I'm going to let you do the exit because you know I'm no good at goodbyes. Well, Dwight, it's been a pleasure as always. Amanda, thank you very much for kicking this off and talking Harry Potter. Everybody, thank you very much for listening. Um, I think between all of us, we'd like to. Um, wish everybody that's going through hard times in Florida, whether it be the hurricane or the condo that came down, you know, thinking of you guys. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I know with uh, Amanda being from, you know, Florida, and I don't think you're too far from some of those situations. We, yeah, um, we, are, we, we are um, hurricane prepared for Elsa. And, yeah, praying that this is a quick and easy and we don't suffer much damage, but definitely have all of those who are, have been, or may be impacted on any of this in our thoughts. So, hearts and prayers go to uh, the people of Florida right now. And, uh, once again, thank you everybody for listening, and <laughs> there's one every show. Using that. Uh, so, thank you, Amanda, Dwight, for coming on, and everybody listening. So, everybody have a good morning, good evening, take some time out of your day and play some football. Thank you.
Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody.